Hi, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that is finally available at Great League CP. DeFi, how are you? I've had a pretty solid week, Fish. I'm glad to hear that. Because uh, no, that's not always no, we, the case. Yeah, we're, not we, the case. like we we do have a very positive relationship, but it is often like when we first see each other, when we first like get on the call with each other, it's like oh fish and or oh, oh DeFi, listen to the week I've had or listen to the day I've had. So I'm glad to hear that uh, that is not the case this time. It, it is all positive this time. Tell me about it. So we recorded on the 13th on Tuesday. Yes. Last week. And then on Wednesday, the 14th, I hit Legend, which was very yes. exciting. I did that the next day. And I believe in the recording, I was like, I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> maybe <laughs> and then, we'll like, get there. A few minutes later, I see the post in the in the Discord server. Yeah, I usually record. Like, I post in the beginner to winner chat, like, how I'm mm. doing as I go. Like, you know, I'm at 2923. Now I'm at 2938. <laughs> like, I'm posting. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my goodness, 41, 2979. Like, what, what's going to yeah, get me so there? So you, f- you got a 4 1 at that point. And yeah, then, and then um, I got another 4 1. And then which another got 4 me. 1. Wow. So, yeah, so four sets later. Yeah, so I got a 4 1 and a 4 1 to put me over the top with that same Evolution Cup team that I had been talking about, the Steel Wing Togetic uh, in the lead with a Hakamoo and a Vigoroth in the back. So that was awesome. And my yeah. Vigoroth is terrible, for the record. My Vigoroth oh, really? is a 5-13-15. Like, it's, it's good because it has a slightly higher attack, but it doesn't really out-CMP a lot of other... Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't out-cap out charged attack priority yeah. <laughs> other bigger it's gonna pull you off on cmp nah I, I caught it it doesn't out cap other bigger very often and then i got my pikachu libre i caught that on the next set i managed to pull off a three two and i haven't touched the go battle league since and i think that's why i've had such a good week i haven't touched <laughs> yeah i, feel I that. just haven't done it <laughs> like i catch cup no thank you i would rather not do that and I haven't, and it's been great. I can relate to that. I have. I played one set. I checked when when Catch Cup started. I just took a look at what have I got built. Uh, of course, I had an Annihilate. So I'm like, okay, if I'm if I am to put a team together, then this will 100% be on it. And then I just started going through my thousands of Pokemon in my storage, uh, being like, is there anything else that like I would build like anything else that I don't have or anything that I've got a that I've uh, like found a better rank of. So I found a very decently ranked Shadow Galvantula, which I decided to build, and I found an Alolan Ninetales that was a much better rank than the one I had been using. So I thought May as well. I tried one set with it and got a one four, and I'm like, thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's that's the only gbl i've done this week either so yeah you and i both uh both finding ourselves with a lot more free time it's nice like i don't want to play this meta and i don't have to yeah and i honestly i kind of feel the same about the upcoming week we can get to that later but my other highlight of the week was that i did that research for the rotom yes the oh you found me uh-huh uh-huh 
research that you redeem in the the web shop. Yep. And I got a shiny. You got a shiny Rotom. I didn't even know they could be shiny. Yeah, neither did I. Wow. That's so I'm a, a shiny, a just regular little Rotom. That's a trophy. Apparently it is. That it's it's my little trophy friend. It's IVs are very bad, but I don't think that it's 10, 11 or 10, 12, 11, but that's fine. Yeah, probably wouldn't be good for, for PvP anyway. Let's uh, check the stats quickly. It's probably quite bad <laughs> in its regular form. Let's see if we go to the Great League rankings and go Rotom. Uh, actually, it's not on the rankings. It's it's only got Wash, Mo, and Frost in the rankings. So let's go to the battle screen and just check out. Just type it in and see what moves it's got. It's Electric Ghost. Mm-hmm. And it is Astonish, which isn't a bad move. Or Thundershock. It's got, Thundershock's good. Ominous yeah, Wind. Ominous Wind and Thunderbolt or Thunder. Uh, with a stat product of 1711, which is uh, not great. <laughs> what a, well, it's there to just be a little friend. It's just, be a, just little a shiny friend. friend. It's a shiny little friend that I was not expecting. I was like, oh! <laughs> that just happened today and i my favorite is i posted it on twitter like oh i did find you i most <laughs> certainly did find you and someone tweeted commented the block at DeFi 250 <laughs> <laughs> uh what about your pika libre was that uh under 500 cp no i have never had a pika libre to write mm. home about no shinies um nothing small but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can flex that that Libre. Yeah, like I have it. Yeah, that's 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 awesome for you. I'm I'm really it's happy. It's Valentine's so. Day Libre that I caught on because val- I hit Legend oh. on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so. that's cool. Most people having dates. Defy getting a peak of Libre. Yeah, I did the <laughs> Enamorous raids. Oh yeah, and then I did that. Did not do a single Enamorous raid. That's which fair. is keeping to form. <laughs> uh, they had to be in person, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. They were yeah. elite raids. There you go. Yeah, it was not going to happen. Um, so to move, I mean, we don't have, there is a weird lull in like everything this week. We've got uh, the GBL section, the grassroots section, and the play Pokemon section. Not much happening in it. So probably going to be a shorter episode. We have got an extra segment in here to pad it out a little bit but just to look ahead for the final week of the go battle league in this season it is the open leagues great league ultra league and master league now that you have hit legend are you gonna play just have some fun with it probably not i've been very (laughs) pleased to not but what i am excited for is to see people play with the new legendaries that can now get under that 1500 CP cap, Giratina Origin, mm-hmm. Heatran. People are going to be trying those out. Giratina Origin actually looks pretty good. It has Shadow Claw, Ominous Wind, and Shadow Ball. It's ranked number 48 in the Open Great League charts. So again, it's not like this is broken. But mm. yeah, it's a Ghost Dragon that's yeah. different. But um, Lickitung everywhere. Yeah, like it loses really really hard to lick a tongue hard counters not hard counters but like is a pretty um significant counter to annihilate and cresselia 
Very true, and that's uh, they are very popular Pokemon at the moment, so that's a really good get to have. Um, the Cresselia can hit back if it's running Moonblast, and Future Sight doesn't do nothing as well. Like um, I'm seeing more Future Sight Cresselia at the moment in Go Battle League because Future Sight beats um, Lickitung, which Moonblast can't. Uh, but if if they are running Moonblast, and that Moonblast is going to hit very hard on the Giratina. The other new Pokemon as well is Heatran. That is much less impressive <laughs> compared to the Giratina Origin that's at number 48 in the Great League charts. Heatran is a 227 with Fire Spin Magma Storm, which is a legacy move for Heatran and Stone Edge. Mm. It gets you Skarmory and Registeel because they can mm. do not a whole lot to a Heatran running well, Fire Spin. Focus Blast from Registeel. Focus Blast, true. But you have to get there and you have to land it mm. where Fire Spin and Magma Storm are going to do quite a bit of damage. And yeah, the Skarmory can do basically nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But then, hello, Whiskash. <laughs> Whiskash yep. comes out and <laughs> it just could probably just mud shot the thing down. Yeah, it also loses to your other major fire type, which is Talonflame. Oh, really? Even with Stone Edge? Yeah, I'm looking in the ones. I would have to look through the whole matchup, but generally, Talonflame is going to win in the ones. Heatran needs two shields. And even in, like, when they both, in the twos, like, Talonflame still wins. Wow. Like, Heatran needs to be up shields. Yeah. Check this out. I'm looking at Whiskash again. Even just the regular Whiskash, not mm -hmm. even the Shadow can literally mud shot the Heatran down without using shields. Amazing. <laughs> that is pretty wild. Otherwise, I don't think we got any other new ones that can go down beneath the Great League cap. I don't think so. There is a chance to get an extra or your first Great League Cresselia with Grass Knot. Yes. Which, Which is, we haven't mentioned that, have we? No, and that's no. literally number two in the open Great League rankings. Yeah. So with F Psycho Cot, Grass Knot, and Future Sight. So be sure to get your Cresselia with Grass Knot. That mm -hmm. is extremely important. So hopefully you went out and maybe you raided some. I saw the meme on social media was, you know, it should be punishable by law to send people weather-boosted Cresselias <laughs> yep. in raids because the weather-boosted ones, you can't trade down to Great if League level. If you're a PvPer. Yeah, if you're a PvPer, it's not worth it. VGC people just kind of love Cresselia. So okay. VGC people, I don't think, really care all that much. They just want to be able to put it in Pokemon Home. But for Pv mm. Great League PvP, we want we want the small ones. Why do the VGC people love it so much? Um, I think I just know Gabby Snyder really loves it, and it's okay. a VGC thing. And you specifically, I think, want one that's small, like an extra small or an extra large. Yeah, as in for for practical purposes, or just it's because it's cute. I think because it's cute, and I think it has a little special like animation or something when it comes oh. out. Uh, someone who's really into VGC can tell me that, but I know it must be it must be viable either now or it was in the past. Mm. And I know like it's a f it's a fan favorite, yeah, for some video game players. Okay, 
All right, so let's move on to the in-game events. Uh, we've got Sino Tour happening this weekend, and just a reminder: you can get the Origin form Dialga and Palkia. PP Poke actually tweeted throughout the week that uh, basically his expert opinion was: if you don't have Dialga, then maybe this is your opportunity to get like one of the defining dragons of the Master League. If you already do have a Dialga built for Master League or ready to build for Master League, then probably better to go for the Origin Form Palkia because Origin Form Palkia, number one in the Master League meta. Yes. So I want both. I went for Diamond yeah. because I don't have a Hundo Dialga. So this I figure I'm going to be doing a lot of Dialga raids anyway. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to try to get me some Palkia as well. If we go ahead and just recap everything, if you haven't heard all of the cool stuff from people who went to the live event, this is what all we are going to get for free. But I'm going to focus on the free <laughs> cuz I want to play I'm probably going to try to play for free. Mm-hmm. So, exclusive in-game bonuses for free. Everyone gets half hatch distance for eggs placed in incubators during the event. That's awesome. Six special trades can be made during the day. Fantastic. Half Stardust cost for trades. Wonderful. No re- limit on remote raids between Friday, February 23rd uh, at midnight and Sunday, February 25th at midnight local time. Wonderful. All good things. Mm-hmm. We get Sino Global Tour. Um, let me see. Origin Form, Dialga, and Palkia, like you mentioned. They can be, they're going to be in raids during space-time anomalies. You can even get a shiny one if you're lucky. Dialga may know it's charged attack mm-hmm. roar of time. And Palkia may know spatial rend. I'd feel pretty gross if I raided the thing and it didn't have the special move. Yes, and at this time it will be unable to learn it via elite TMs. Yeah, which makes it even worse. <laughs> That's a feel bad. Yeah. They're cool effects. They are in effect during regular incense, daily adventure incense, lucky egg star pieces. Their special effects tweak that. Dialga can distort time for six minutes, pausing the timer. Mm -hmm. And for those features, incense, daily adventure, incense, lucky egg star piece. Spatial rend can make it so it distorts space for 10 minutes and you get an increased distance. So kind of depending on what you are interested in. If you want more time for those items, like you need just a little bit more time, or if you want to be able to extend the range to be able to interact with wild Pokemon. So those are some things. Remember, you cannot learn those moves via any TM. So hopefully the ones you raid will have it. Then there are some Pikachu with hats. We love hats. There's a Regigigas. That's fine. I want to talk about White Striped Basculin. Much like when I talked about some other fun Pokemon and their Pokedex entries, I want to talk about White Striped Basculin. In PvP, I don't know if it's going to be much. It's a water ghost. Um, what it evolves into is Basculegion. So we have normal Basculin with the red and mm-hmm. blue stripes. The white stripes can evolve into Basculegion. Do you know anything about Basculegion, Fish? Uh, not really, no. Okay, I'll keep it brief. But again, it's Water Ghost. The male and female have different coloring, which kind of looks cool. Basculegion's evolution is achieved by a white-striped Basculin being possessed by the souls of other Basculin in its school who did not survive their harsh journey swimming upstream. 
These souls wrap around Basque Legion's body, particularly around its rear half. They are colored red on male Basque Legion, said to be caused by the soul's rage, and light blue on female Basque Legion, whose paleness resulted from the sadness within those souls. When it senses danger, Basque Legion will turn hostile and attack along with its souls until the enemy is defeated. The souls within Basque Legion are said to have a will of their own and provide Basque Legion with the power needed to swim without tiring. So, in order to evolve a white striped basculine into a basculine legion, you had to lose at least 294 hit points from recoil damage, which means you had to use a move like takedown that causes damage to yourself. Mm. So you had to lose that amount of HP, but not faint. So you had to just keep using potions on it (laughs) and then keep having it hit itself. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) why... Why do they make it so darn complicated these days? Like, it's cool having, uh, it's cool having, say, Inkay evolve when you turn your switch upside down. That that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing to do, and I like that they do kind of play around with how to get and obtain certain Pokemon and evolve certain Pokemon. Once it gets to the point of okay, to obtain this Pokemon, you must have a an X Pokemon with exactly 13 EV in this one stat, and then you have to take out 14 Rattata on the full moon while holding your nose and uh, and hopping up and down on the spot. <laughs> like that, that, that's a bit too much. <laughs> like that is like you can't discover that on your own. You can only find out things like that by like uh, looking for people who have hacked into the game code or so maybe there's like game guides out there maybe it's like written in some sort of literature that hey here's how you evolve this thing but runarigus i think is the key example of that mm. do you know how to evolve a runarigus from a no. galarian yamask in the game no totally. you have to be under so in sword and shield you have to be under a specific rock arch in the dusty bowl mm-hmm. after yamask has taken 49 hit points in damage without fainting uh no more and self no, inf- no um i think it has to be at least at, at least. least but it can't be self-inflicted damage like what or weather effects it mm-hmm. has to be something like attacking it it's very yeah. specific and that was yeah. one again you have to be you have to do this and then walk under this arch and and then and only then will it evolve that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of it it's cool, but also, like, what? <laughs> like, this is a little complicated. Yeah. This feels uh, a little silly. And, and and like I said, I think the biggest the biggest problem for me is that you, you can't discover this stuff on your own. You have to just hear from someone else. You have to uh, um, get that information from sources outside of the game. Yes. But I just wanted to talk about Basque Legion because it's, you know, origin is insane. It is. That's pretty <laughs> it's wild. It's crazy. Don't know what it'll be like in PvP. No, but that's fine because I don't think it even can evolve yet. Yeah, White Stripe Basculin cannot currently evolve in Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're going to see it again and then it'll be able to evolve. This is just kind of a teaser. Uh, Basculesion, one last thing. It's based on salmon that Mm -hmm. and many salmon don't survive when they migrate upstream. Yeah. Uh, And in Hokkaido, where Hisui is based on. 
that makes a lot of sense for the salmon there. There's also a phantom fish in Japan, which is a critically endangered species that lives in rivers in Hokkaido. So they might have used a couple of those things to to come up with the Basculegian Batsk story. But I like it. Apparently, it's the only Pokemon with all five vowels in its English name. Huh. There you go. So that's neat. I yeah. think it's neat. I think it's a neat Pokemon. And you know what? It's the the only other a water ghost at the moment in use in PvP is Jellicent. And so maybe Basculegion might be like uh Jellicent that applies better fast move pressure or something, like if it's got water gun or something like that. We will have so, to wait and hmm. see. But we were talking about Gotor. And I just wanted to highlight Basculin because it's fun. <laughs> Spawns for Gotor. So bustling boardwalk happens at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Magnemite's kind of interesting. Ralts for Gardevoir and Gallade are interesting. Piplup for Empoleon. We've seen Trash Burmy sometimes come out mm-hmm. to play. Gastrodon sometimes has play. Drifloon sometimes has play. But nothing, nothing in this that I think we're going to bring out is like, oh my goodness, you have to get this. Mm, They're just kind of fun extra things. For Habitat Ancient Grove, that's at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. during that rotation. Eevee is always a good get. Combi is always great because you can get extra Stardust from it, and we all love Stardust. Otherwise, not too much going on, I would say, in Ancient Grove, other than, again, very niche things. Little Capronzo. Yeah, Hisuian Voltorb for Hisuian Electrode. And of course, everything's shiny. So you do your shiny hunts. Uh, <laughs> Habitat Toxic Digs, that takes place at noon and four. Um, Gligar would be the big, big thing here. That is definitely worth paying attention to, as well as Shieldon for Bastiodon. Um, Croagunk, Dra- um, Skorupi for Drapion. Croagunk is for Toxicroak. Gibble. For Garchomp in more of like a Master League, League yep. thing. Stunky as Otherwise, well. Yep. So this, I th- would say for PvP, Toxic Digs looks the most promising. But other than Gligar, it's a little bit more niche. Gligar and Bastiodon being, the, I'd say, the two biggest ones. But everything else, like, that's good and fun. I would, and I would say those Dark Poisons are pretty prominent in Ultra League as well. The Stunky yes. and the Skorupi. And and your Garchomp in Master League, so I I think there's definitely some some quality here. I would agree. It's definitely the most attractive for me mm. as a PvPer. Then the final habitat, Geothermal Lagoon, from one at one p.m. and at five p.m. Lickitung would be the big one if you do not yet have a Lickitung or you're still working on your XL candy. That's a really great time to get it. Eevee again. Always could use, you know, Umbreon candy or get a Sylveon or whatever evolution you like. You go after it. Uh, Togetic I just used in that Evolution Cup, and it was great. <laughs> I regret nothing. Togekiss is still going to be, I think, the premier flying fairy type. I'm sorry, Enamorous. <laughs> um, Hisuian Quillfish, I've seen. I think I actually used one pretty recently in... Battle Frontier. So definitely has some play in limited metas. Snow Runt for Frostlass, Swinub for Master League Mamaswine, and Snover 
for Obama Snow. And of course, Baneri's in this one. So I'm excited about <laughs> Geothermal as well because Baneri is my favorite Pokemon. And it's in this habitat. And I'm going to catch a bunch of them just because I can. Then you also have your unknown letters. They spell Sinnoh. Big surprise. As well as Hisui. <laughs> H-I-S-N-U. And eggs. Happiny. Even though we just got a bunch of Happiny and Chansey, you can get more. <laughs> Munchlax is also very good um, if you want to power it up for Master League. Everybody loves Riolu. Five kilometer eggs. Uh, oh, oh, Mantine. Candy. Mantine for and, Mantine. Mantine is very underrated at the moment in Great League. I, I would tend to agree. You'd probably want to trade it to get those PvP IVs, but yeah. it's good. I would say the big get in the regionals in 10k eggs is definitely that Pachirisu, because in order to use it, it needs to be a hundo at level 50. It's definitely not like the the sauce <laughs> in PvP, but it's viable, especially in limited metas. Otherwise, I don't have too much else to say about the spawns and the eggs. Raids are just going to be your one-star raids are your starters, Turtwig, Jimchar, Piplub. Torterra, Infernape, and Empoleon are in three-star raids. Five-star raids is what you're really looking for, is Dialga and Palkia. You're also going to get in the alternate time, so every other hour, you're going to get the Hisui starters, Cyndaquil, Oshawott, Rowlet, Hisui and Typhlosion, Hisui and Samrat, and Hisui and Decidueye. I need shinies of some of these, so I will be looking at that. But the big thing is going to be that origin form Dialga and Palkia as well. Uh, DeFi, that is such a, a fantastic comprehensive breakdown. Uh, is there anything else worth mentioning that you haven't gotten to? Or No, I'm just excited to play. It is, Yeah, it's going to be very cool. I do have some stuff on during the weekend, and I'm going to be trying as hard as I possibly can to fit as much play as I can between those commitments. Uh, let's see how we do. Wish fish luck. <laughs> In the meantime... Uh, quick look at our grassroots section and our play Pokemon section. So DeFi, um, the, we, we don't have any updates for Battle Frontier, do we? Because uh, as far as like your team's performance, because uh, we've only just finished the bout that was extended. Isn't that right? Yes. And we were so close to finishing when we recorded last, um, SoCal Swablu Blue Gold did beat us 12 to nine. Oof. which is exactly the same margin that the cool cats beat us, which again, mm. I'm pretty proud of because that's, those are some of the best teams out there in yeah. the open pools. And we're, we're making them sweat a little bit. That was also when I swept uh, Dre flames was mm -hmm. during that week. So still very proud of that. I had a phenomenal week. That was the first sweep I've had in battle frontier this week. We're going to be up the queen bees. We're up against scissor me timbers. And excited to play them. We actually just got our opponents just now. I will be playing Carissa V. So okay. we've got a, a Girls That PvP showdown nice. in Primordial 1. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. It'll, it'll be really good. I'm excited. We are itching for a win. We are 0-3, but we also have faced some really good teams yeah. right at the start so we'll see we'll see how it goes but i'm looking forward to it anything to report from the dark knight yeah so we did end up winning our bout and that's the first win that we've had out of the three rounds i won my matchup 2-1 against time management 
And I also want to give a shout out to El Danko who listens to this. He was, uh, he, his, him and I had been communicating the whole time. He was on the opposing faction and uh, he was talking about, you know, we were just debriefing on his matchup and then he kind of congratulated me for my win as well, saw the footage and was like, yeah, you played that really well. So thank you for that. Um, this week, we are facing Pallet Town Red. Ooh. <laughs> so, Ooh. yeah, so um, it, it's kind of funny how it all kind of panned out because Battle Frontier was starting to, you know, catch on and, you know, the, the numbers participating were starting to explode. I didn't initially bother trying to get a team together in Pallet Town. I just ended up joining the... Uh, Dine Don't Care sister team, the Dark Knights. So we've talked about Dine Don't Care before. They've got their own podcast. They talk about Battle Frontier. Highly recommend a listen to that. Um, then kind of like a week out from registrations closing, we had enough people in the Pallet Town server saying, hey, are we going to put together a team that I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> so we put together a North American team and a European team. And finally enough, the... Um, the North American team got put in the same pool as us. So we knew this was coming and it is finally here. I've made sure to mute that team channel on the server so that I'm not, you know, uh, privy to any information that I shouldn't be. But that'd be interesting. And just another quick side note for Battle Frontier, they are extending this week's bout as well because of the Sinnoh tour. So for me in Central Time, bout four is going to be from... They're extending the next bout, bout four, from Monday, February 19th until Thursday, February 29th. So essentially the bout will last 10 days. Then bout five won't begin until after a break, and it's going to come back on Monday, March 4th. And then starting with bout five, it'll be weekly again. So because there's just a lot going on, the new Go Mm. Battle League season ending. Mm. So it's just it's a little hectic. Speaking of hectic, Greg and all of the good people at Battle Frontier do it all for free. Like I look at this website and we have access to it and we can use it and they do all this work and it is free. We don't have to pay for it. And I love that. I love free. <laughs> what I also love is supporting people who do really hard work. Uh, for example, we always put PD Pokes patron in Patreon in the show notes because that is a free resource that he maintains that does not cost us any money where he could very well charge money. Like he could do more with ads. He could do more, you know, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Yeah. And battle frontier also just started a Patreon and I'm supporting them on Patreon already. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes for this week. Just so if you are interested as well in supporting them, because they're doing some great work. Uh, in the announcement, Greg said, those who knows me personally know that I'm not the type to ask for money. And, you know, Battle Frontier is and always will remain a free platform to, for everyone to use in complete capacity. And then he goes on to talk about there is a lot of hardworking staff. There are probably thousands of collective hours that people have put in to make the Battle Frontier great. So just wanted to shout them out and if you are interested in donating to the patreon we're going to put that link into the show notes for you so devon cup DeFi, uh is there anything worth mentioning about the sovereign cup 
that has been happening throughout February. We are getting to the end of the month. Yeah, I helped somebody scrim for their match, and I got to use a ferret, which yeah. was fun. Like, that's just a fun little noodle I got to <laughs> use. And since some of the – what's fun about Sovereign Cup for me is moves like counter are banned, moves like charm yeah. are banned. But you can still use that Pokemon. So you can use Alolan Ninetales, but it just has to be on Powder Snow. Mm. Yeah, double running tackle instead of double Yes. Kick. That was really fun to scrim against. Also, just getting like it gave me an excuse to finally build my oink alone, uh, which runs mm. tackle. And that was and it's fun very as good. well. It's good. It's so and good. She's so she's so glamorous because it's one of the few Pokemon where whether you're using the male or the female, it has different stats. Mm-hmm. So you want to use the female oink alone, which I love her. I love she looks so fancy and so sassy. And she runs Trailblaze, which is really fun because you use that to ramp up and the body slams hit hard. So I was, I was, I've been having fun like <laughs> practicing, practicing with people for Sovereign Cup. So if anybody ever wants any practice... Like, hit me up. I've got just about every Pokemon under the sun built or or I'm willing to build it for Great League. I'll scrim whoever. I just like battling fish, except in Catch Cup. (laughs) Then I don't like battling. Or many forms of Little Cup. Many forms of Little Cup. (laughs) Except Little Element Cup when I'm allowed to use my Ducklet. That's the only time. (laughs) When I can use Ducklet, I'm a fan. When I can't, it's garbage. Mm. Uh, I've been running a team of Oinkalone, Ferret, Dunsparce, so triple normal, then Whimsicott, because that beats pretty much all the normals and a few like uh, fringe Pokemon as well, some important wins there. Uh, Raichu, Cantonian Raichu, and Shadow Walrein as well, which uh, is very rated very highly as a safe switch. So um, I, I just had my first loss this morning and i'm seething with rage because <laughs> um, <laughs> i was doing very very well and then uh the, like exactly the same as what happened in in play pokemon it was one one and then i made the wrong team call in the back line my opponent had victini and had been doing very very well with it my whimsicott beat everything in their line except for their victini um i had uh, i'd won battle two with the power of my Cantonian Raichu, but they also had a Hesuian Electrode in the back. So I figured they're very probably going to bring the Hesuian Electrode to try and trap my Raichu. I'd used it as a safe swap in Battle 2. I figured they'd uh, try and hide it in the back in Battle 3, just in case I tried to safe swap again. So I led with it this time. And I figured, well, if my opponent is probably going to bring Skewing Electrode and probably going to keep that Victini in the back when it's been so good against my team in the first few battles, then it's probably too risky to bring both Kanto Raichu and Whimsicott because then I'm just, you know, uh, leaving myself open to hard counter into hard counter into hard counter. So I benched Whimsicott. Turns out they read me a little bit better. They did bring the Skewing Electrode, but they benched the Victini. And so my Dunsparce wasn't too much use and they did win battle three. And I just, uh, I, I think I burst a vein <laughs> in my forehead. Oh no. <laughs> <With> the anger. <laughs> um, 
So that's my Devon Cup experience. Other, other than that, it's been very, very like successful for me. That triple normal strategy has been so good. I am using Ferret, which is is just so fun. The the quick attacks into brick breaks and into dig. I just love its little attack animation. Like yeah. it's little, and it just makes me think of I'm that song. Get you. <laughs> yep, it just makes me think of the Ferret Walk song too, which is. <laughs> yep. I can walk. Ba, ba, ba. Do, 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 do. Like, it's just a good, just a little happy noodle. It's a happy noodle. I love it. I got nothing else to say other than happy noodle. Well, then let's move on to play Pokemon. No events this week or really coming up in the next few weeks. The next event will be the Utrecht special event happening on March the 2nd and 3rd. 189 people registered for that one. So that will definitely beat the 200 mark, maybe even get to the 256 mark, which is amazing. Vancouver, on the other hand, Letting the team down. 35. Come on, Vancouver. North America, get it together. You got it together for Knoxville, and you made it a huge tournament, super competitive, when it was low registration to start. I believe in you, but we are closing in. We're a month away. We need to see people register. My goal personally, like I'm going to keep shouting it from the rooftops, 80 people. I want to see 80 people registered for Vancouver. That was so we can beat last year's numbers i want to see it 80 people registered and competing get on it euic in london is happening from the 5th to the 7th of april and registration will be open by the time this podcast comes out orlando from the 12th to the 14th of april that's 51 people registered for that currently more people registered in orlando than vancouver and it's like a month later (laughs) and then perth on the 13th and 14th of april currently 18 registered for that Per- at least vancouver has perth beat that would be sad <laughs> yeah that's um that sad. I, i'm pretty sure perth literally every season has been the lowest attended regional it's got to be right it was like Probably. 12 the first time 17 the second time and now well, you 18 got 18 yeah uh, but i'm uh, not all and you got time well. you've got time we you've got time. time but but yeah like I imagine Vancouver will get more than Perth. I'm pretty sure Perth is, is literally the lowest attended each season. We'll have to check the numbers, but I don't <laughs> doubt you. Now, we have a little bit of time here because we kind of got to quickly go through grassroots and play Pokemon. We can talk a little bit more about some teams. We are coming up to the very last week of the season, and there are some teams that some content creators have been putting out. And talking about Rise to Occasion, as well as Inadequance, put together a top Go Battle League teams by the San Antonio players. And I wanted to shout those out this week and maybe talk about, maybe give you some ideas for Go Battle League teams. So, Fish, I'm happy to read them off. Mm -hmm. And then if you have some thoughts thoughts on them. Yeah. For first off, we have the San Antonio 2024 champion in Dunebug, also known as Boostbug, and he led Skeledurge into mm-hmm. a Cresselia safe swatch, safe switch, and Altaria as a closer. It reads Dunebug showcases his best San Antonio Pokemon in this bulky and versatile team. Stay in versus an Azumarill lead, which is seems a little non-intuitive because you're Mm. staying in against a water type however most azumarill are not running hydro pump 
Some of them are. You will find them occasionally, <laughs> but most of the time they are not. So with an Azumarill lead, you can stay in, you can get some shadow balls in for damage. You're really just kind of getting worn down by that bubble damage. So if you can kind of wear down the Azumarill, or even win, I think you can win in some Yeah, you shields. can definitely win. You can win it. And then your Altaria in the back is going to be a lot more free and clear. Yeah, totally. Um, you've also got two counters in the back for Whiskash, so you're very like ABB against the Whiskash. Well, my problem with that, though, is that most of the time when I encounter Whiskash, it's in the lead. I don't know if you feel the same way or if, you, if you've noticed the same thing. I don't see Whiskash in the lead a lot. Like, thinking really? to my open Great League experience... I'm trying to think if I see Whiskash more in the lead or somewhere in the middle. I feel like I see it as a closer more than I see it in the lead. Huh. I I definitely don't see it as a closer myself just because people really try and take advantage of the Scold debuff early. So, like, if you throw a Scold and it gets that debuff on the first try, then that makes things so much easier to to control on your end like you can potentially win that lead matchup even if it's not favorable for you in the beginning and then kind of control alignment in the back line etc so that that's why i think i'm seeing more in the lead um and then as a switch as well like being able to get that like if someone tries to switch something into to counter you and it's not a grass type then like the scold can help flip that matchup as well and uh, win back alignment in that situation so yeah closer i i don't see too much but uh lead and then safe switch are probably the order of what i personally see yeah safe switch i can agree on too i just i don't know it ha- it doesn't stand out to me as something i see in the lead very often yeah yeah interesting well then if if that if you dear listener are the same as DeFi, then that makes the skeletor's lead a very very handy lead for you and then if you do happen to you know, run into a Whiskash, then you've got the Cresselia safe switch. It is one of the safest Pokemon in Great League, so it does have the biggest opportunity to win back alignment and make sure that the Altaria is matched up against the Whiskash in the back. Let's move on to Arrow. So Arrow took second place in San Antonio, and he recommends a lead of Polyrath that made quite a splash in the play Pokemon circuit for a moment before Annihilate came and stole the spotlight. Then recommends Shadow Gligar as the safe swap and Lickitung as a closer. Lickitung is, of course, one of the best Pokemon in the Open Great League just because of its sheer bulk. It makes it so, so flexible because you can often outbulk your opponents or like kind of wear your opponents down. Arrow specifically says that non-shadow Polyrath can reach an icy wind versus Gligar if needed. Gligar is the safe switch. So with, with so few ice types in the meta, because what really is giving ice type pressure other than like a Polyrath icy wind, Mm. you see a dugong maybe sometimes Sometimes you see it. Your Obama Snow is not out there very often, uh, especially now with Whiskash not even running mm-hmm. Blizzard. Other ice type damage might come from Annihilate running Ice Punch. 
But uh, I don't I don't see a whole lot yeah. fish. I think the dugong is damage. getting a little more popular at the moment because uh, the Shadow Gligar has been so good for so long. And, like, uh, Polyrath can destroy a dugong. But I actually haven't seen that many Polyrath lately with the current meta. Probably since the introduction of Annihilate. That's kind of pushed Polyrath back out of the meta. It enjoyed like a very short stint in there. And then Annihilate came in and went, no, 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 no. So, um, And that's so disappointing because Polyrath was fun and good without counter for so long. And then it finally got counter on its community day. And we're finally seeing it. <laughs> like, we finally saw it do well. And it's got so many good moves. Like, yeah, yeah. It's got so much. Very versatile. Such a versatile Pokemon. You could Hydro Pump something with a Polyrath. <laughs> if you wanted to, if you did enough counters, you could Hydro Pump something. Oh, you could even get there even quicker with the Mud Shots. <laughs> yeah, you could. Um, but, but... I uh, I've I've had this conversation with Lyle Jeffs, um, who is like somebody who's been on this podcast before, and we are totally in agreement here that where possible, I think it is best to have a, a nice balance of fast move and charge move pressure. So counter is probably preferable to mudshot in the majority of situations, just because like it can enable you to farm something down when needed, and then throw those those moves that are doing a, a quite a decent amount of damage themselves whereas mudshot it's like yeah you you throw your scold and it takes a pokemon into the red and then like you're probably still having to throw up a shield because you can't mudshot it down anything else to talk about for that tournament or that for that team just that uh talked about some high ranked safe switches so Lickitung and Gligar are both ranked one and three, I believe it is, as safe switches in... No, one and two as safe switches in the Open Great League. So those back two Pokemon have... And and I'll throw the Polyrath in there as well, even though it's not quite as high ranked. But um, they have such a good ability to, again, win back alignment in the back line, which can be just really, really important. Like, it's a very important factor in many battles is just making sure when there's, like, two Pokemon left on either side that your Pokemon is matched up to the other Pokemon that it has a solid, you know, typing and general matchup against. So let's move on to Evan Sevens. And Evan has suggested a Toxapex lead with a Shadow Gligar safe switch and Whiskash as a closer, like you've pointed out, DeFi. It says Evan relied a lot on Toxapex and Whiskash in San Antonio, and he recommends them in Go Battle League as well. Toxapex and Whiskash make a great core, which is something that I had never considered. Me neither. That's what really stood out to me, because they're both water types. Mm. However, Toxapex is also a poison type, so any grass-type damage isn't going to be as effective. And then, of course, you also have Shadow Gligar, which only takes neutral from grass. So I still and, think and this both team is... of those Pokemon are running uh, moves that are super effective against grass as well. Yes. So I think that team does end up working pretty well together. I'm trying to think because, yeah, Whiskash is main concern is a power whip or a grass knot mm-hmm. or even, you know, a superior or something kind of poking out of nowhere in the meta right now. So those being its main concerns, I can definitely see how Toxapex and Shadow Gligar would be there to protect it. 
what else is Wiscash really weak to right now? So if you take a look at Wiscash, the Shadow is, of course, higher ranked in PV Poke. However, back in San Antonio, if we look at what Evan's team was, it was that just that regular Wiscash was the one that was in play at that time. And it was he used a Shadow Polyrath on his San Antonio mm-hmm. team. So that might change now that we have the Shadow Wiscash has become really popular. Um, I believe it was, was it eligible? Yeah, Shadow Wiscash was there. It was eligible. Abinov ran it in San Antonio. But I think it's really mm-hmm. picked up since San Antonio in popularity. Totally. So that could be a bit of a change. However, yeah, I think that's kind of a fun and well-balanced team. Rise to Occasion then suggests a Clodseye lead with Umbreon Safe Switch and Azumarill Closer. Poison Sting and Sludge Bomb on Clodseye for better Polyrath matchup. Umbreon is the safe switch to bait out Registeel or Charge Bug and then leave things clear for Azumarill in the back. Umbreon was something that I like so... like I, I say it a lot, like I really wanted to run this, but like Umbreon is like one of the... Uh, probably the Pokemon I came closest to running in Melbourne without actually running it because Umbreon has a lot of great neutral wins in the meta. So taking typing out of the equation, of course it's going to lose to an Azumarill. But even then, like it it has some play if you, you know, have both shields up and like a bit of an energy lead, like it, it can overcome that matchup. Uh, it beats things like the Shadow Gligar, like a Talonflame. Of course, it walls the Lickitung. It can beat Annihilate as well if Shields are down. Skarmory, things like that. Like a lot of those neutral matchups, it just outbulks them. So I really, 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 really like like Umbreon. Um, Guzzlord is something that I haven't tried yet because I haven't had one that is suitable to build for Great League, but I did actually manage to get one in a trade with someone in Melbourne. So I'm keen to try that as well and see kind of how how that difference feels between Umbreon and Guzzlord. You know a, po- a trainer that does really like Umbreon and has used it in quite a few tournaments? And that would be Mama Climbs. Mama Climbs frequently uses Umbreon. I think she's used it in just about every tournament since May of last year, except for mm-hmm. this most recent one in Knoxville. And she didn't do as well. And maybe it's because Umbreon's <laughs> I'm just saying. Hint, hint. She doesn't... Hint, hint. But she doesn't have Umbreon on this Go Battle League team. She suggests a Galarian Stunfisk lead, a Trevenant, a Trevenant safe swap. You know, blast from the past. <laughs> um, but she did feature both Umbreon, Trevenant, and this Galarian Stunfisk in her San Antonio battles she also features azumarill which she had in san antonio as well so keeping up with the theme of showcasing your san antonio pokemon i love mm-hmm. it mama climbs <laughs> she says with superior currently like not in the meta as much azumarill and stunfisk core has become better both trevenant and azumarill could be the safe swap depending on what you encounter in the lead i mean i would also consider the galarian stunfisk a bit of a blast from the past as well we haven't seen that much lately either no, in terms of steel Pokemon that we've been seeing in the both the Go Battle League and in play Pokemon, uh, Registeel, Skarmory has really been it. We see, you know, that errant Bastion on sometimes, mm-hmm. but Alolan Sandslash, we haven't really seen it as much. Yeah. So steel has really not been as prominent lately. 
And that would be because, like, what are the most common Pokemon? They're your Gligar, your Whiskash, your Annihilate slash counter user. Uh, all of them will give the Steels such a hard time. There, There is that exception of, like, Alolan Sand Slash into Gligar, but still, like, it's... <laughs> then, but that one's taking double super effective damage from the counters. So, uh, yeah, it's it's weird to say that it's not a particularly friendly environment for Steels at the moment. We have one more team, the Talonflame Terror himself, Valor Ash, of course showcasing his signature Pokemon of Talonflame, along with a Whiskash, Safe Swap, and Superior as a closer. Uh, we just heard from Climbs that Superior is currently less in the meta, but Valor Ash says, bring it and go Battle League. Just like in San Antonio, Valor Ash recommends Leaf Tornado on Superior. This helps the team against potential dragons because you're rocking that debuff. You're trying for that debuff chance. Uh, which I think is a bit counterintuitive as well because like a lot of the dragons, uh, well, the, all the dragons are resisting that grass and a lot of them are double resisting because of that flying typing as well. So like to have it over the neutral aerial ace because it helps better. I, I don't doubt him. It's just... Uh, it's just kind of eye-opening for me seeing that there. Because <laughs> he's like, Valorash, for those who don't know, is like one of the original superstars. Like he was there like the for the first ever, like making content for the first ever like Sylph Regional Championship as well and like uh, showing the world really good counter meta picks that became meta <laughs> later down the track. Like he's 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 like, the OG. <laughs> so I trust his opinion. All right. And with that, hopefully that gave you some ideas for what you might run in the very last week of the season. And I am certainly looking forward to whatever meta shakeup we have in store. Hopefully it's something significant. Hopefully it's something fun. I've been seeing a lot of chatter on social media, what we might get in the next season of Go Battle League. I know PV Poke put out a wish list of what maybe we could get, what might be fun. Uh, let me see if I can pull that list up. Aquatail Gudra, Dragon Claw Turtonator, Surf Araquanid, Counter Ladian, Bullet Punch Matang. I don't want ever want to see a Matang <laughs> again. Uh, Magical Leaf Amoongus. Uh, PV Poke's also hoping for some nerfs to Scald, Steel Wing, and Spark, as well as giving grass types a little bit more love. Because I agree, we often see, like, Lickitung is your grass type, or Cresselia mm -hmm. is your yeah. grass type. So the next time you hear from us, we will have those answers on what changes have been made. I would personally love to know what thinking goes into the changes that they make. Because, like, that would help me to, like, understand kind of when, when we talk about predictions, like, what do you think will get a change? Like, knowing what their thought process is would help me to uh, better be able to answer that question. But in the meantime, we have some mail to get to. DeFi, dig around in that burlap sack and find me. There is a mail from FI468. All right, let me look for it. All right, I think I found it, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. They write, Hi, Fish and DeFi. 
My son and I have been big fans of the championships and DeFi East streams. And after hearing you talk about the Devon Cup, I got online to finally understand how to get into Gratzer's PvP. Yes. All right. <laughs> I finally overcame the nerves to battle online with fellow trainers and did my first Flash tournament today. People were super welcoming, though being paired against Magic Mason was somewhat intimidating. But I even won some of my matches thanks to my Shadow Magnazone. Here's to many battles ahead. Thank you for the podcast and for inspiring me to be more involved in the community. May the GGs be with you. FI468. P.S. Shout out to Fish for the tournament practice. I'll try to beat you next time. Yeah, so Flash Tournament, to explain that, is a community called Flash for Everyone where kind of a Flash tournament is just like a a tournament that pops up and it's like they call out, who's available? We're going to start this tournament in half an hour. Come, Come join us. And they just run that. It's generally used for practice tournaments, and that's where Fi and I ran into each other. We, were, I was practicing for. I'm pretty sure this is it. I was practicing for Melbourne, and uh, Fi was uh, practicing for maybe a regional coming up soon. I'd, I'm not sure, but um, we're, we're facing each other in a great league setting, and I did manage to get the win there. But um, <laughs> it sounds like. FI is getting their feet under them, and I'm sure that next time we face each other, it will be a very tough battle. Moving on to the next piece of mail, it looks like we have one from Andrew from the 2nd of February. Hey, Fish on a Heater and DeFi250. Since you are asking for even off-topic emails, I thought I'd share a long-winded one that even or especially DeFi can appreciate. All right, bring it on, bring it on. On the topic of who your favorite Pokemon is, mine is a weird, obscure one. Mr. Mime. Oh, dear. (laughs) I've never met anyone who has that as a favorite. Most people think he's creepy. I don't have an opinion on that. But he does have an origin story. Like many 30-something people playing Pokemon Go too much, I started on Pokemon Blue. I played it on an old school Game Boy I bought secondhand from someone in my school district on a buy and sell thread that was available before the internet was a regular thing. Pokemon was the first and perhaps only game I got new for that Game Boy, and it was well played. For anyone who knows or remembers that game, perhaps just the blue version, perhaps red as well, you can acquire Mr. Mime by catching an Abra and then trading it to someone whose house can only be reached by the HM cut. You'd have to go backwards in the game as it shows up before you can get that HM. How the game works, when you trade a Pokemon, they gain XP faster than a Pokemon you naturally caught. So, Mr. Mime leveled up way faster than everyone else. I think Psychic was also stronger in that game, too, so he stayed on my team until I beat the Elite Four. In Go, I traveled to Iceland from Canada before you could get him with special events and was super excited to get him. I may or may not have specifically bought data for my phone so I could hunt him. Then, when he did come available through eggs for an event, I hatched over 100 eggs to get a shiny. Somehow, I managed to get a shiny of him and nothing else, but that's all that mattered. (laughs) Anyway, this all leads to my current occupation, which is a third grade teacher. I told my students in early December that I'm a Grinch and I hate Christmas gifts. They asked what would happen if they got me a gift, and I'd say thank. I said I'd say thank you because that's what you do when you get a gift. But they didn't get me a gift yet, so I can tell them I don't want one without being rude. About a week before Christmas, a student informed me that she was giving me a gift, which I said I told you not to, and she looked at me and said, "You'll say thank you," which made me laugh and also made me very intrigued. So her grandma made me a picture frame of who else but Mr. Mime. I've attached a picture, but I don't even remember telling this girl he was my favorite. I found it to be super thoughtful. What are the most thoughtful gifts you've received? So I've got to see the picture. Yeah, I'm sending that to you now. 
Aww. Yeah, it's very like, uh, uh, what do you think that's made of? Because like, it's not, not just a painting. That's got like a 3D element to it. Like clay? Clay, maybe. It's a, it's a very small image, so it's a bit hard to tell, but it, yeah, I guess. Yes, yeah, it does it have like, like a the, 3D element to it. I think they might have made the Mr. Mime and then stuck it to the background. Yeah, like pl- it's got like a Play-Doh. Plasticine, yeah. Kind of quality to it. But no, that's super cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's really cool. And Mr. Mime features pretty heavily in um, the, the Detective Pikachu movie. Yeah, uh, there's quite a, yeah, it does. There's quite a bit of Mr. Mime it's in a very there. funny scene with <laughs> with Mr. Mime. Yes, I think uh, back a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was another podcast called Pokemon Go Radio, and they made fun of Mr. Mime a lot. And I think that's where a lot <laughs> of my like Mr. Mime, like no <laughs> teasing comes from, was from that podcast. But yeah, I remember playing the game, and I remember being able to trade. And Abra, but I remember having a hard time catching Abra because the only move it knew was teleport. Yeah. So if you didn't catch it on the first ball, it teleported away. So you had to successfully like paralyze it and then it had to successfully not (laughs) move for you to throw a Pokeball. I remember it being a pain uh, to catch. I used to put it to sleep, not paralyze. Yeah, you had to do. Yeah, you had to do something. Like you had to do yeah. some kind of status effect, but it had to be successful, right? Yeah. Because it's not always. So not only did you have to run into one, <laughs> you had to successfully put it to sleep, and then you had to throw a pokeball at it without it waking up. Yeah, yeah, tough. Um, so I mean, I I think Mister Mine is pretty cool. I, I would. <laughs> I don't remember that. I played the yellow version. I don't remember that, but if that was an option then I'd, I'd be happy for a mr mime especially one that was gaining xp so fast and what is the most thoughtful gift that you've received that you can think of that's really tough because mm. i've received lots of thoughtful gifts i'm trying to think if there's one from like a student a student gave me a little detective pikachu that i still have that's cool a- different student gave me a little arcanine and growlith set and you can like push the sides of arcanine and it shoots out this little plastic oh, like wow. fire blast um toy so i've gotten pokemon i think the most thoughtful things though for me are drawings when students draw something for me yeah because yeah if i have to think back to all the gifts i've ever received ever that's hard in you know 32 years of life <laughs> i've gotten a lot of like, I'm just looking around my room like, oh, my goodness, that's that's too tall a task, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, like, when students draw me something. Do, do they usually draw something Pokemon related or? I have some. I have several Pokemon drawings from students. Yeah. I remember doing that once for a teacher when I was in school. Made some some Pokemon drawings. I have no idea why, because they weren't into Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I did it. And they said, thank you. (laughs) Um, For me, when I think of thoughtful gifts that I've received, I instantly can't, I don't know if I, I I don't like remember if this is the most thoughtful gift I've ever gotten, but it's like the first that comes to mind, which is there was a girl at work who knew that I was just starting to learn the guitar 
and that I was big into my rock music at the time. And so she made me, she'd gotten just this like little beaded chain from a hardware store, gotten a guitar pick and drilled a hole in it and threaded the chain through the guitar pick and made me a little necklace. That's very sweet. Yeah. It was like, I, I loved it to, to the point that like when I, <laughs> I did eventually lose it, <laughs> but I loved it so much that I, when I did lose it, I made myself another one because I just thought it suited me so well. So thanks again, Andrew. And that will lead us to our third email, which is from Brendan, who actually sent this in very recently. We've pushed it up because it is time sensitive. Uh, they mentioned, you know, catch cup in it. So this is from Brendan from the 20th of February, who says, hello, fellow trainers. With the current rotation of catch cup and catch cup mini, I was wondering how you guys get your PVP fix during what I consider bad rotations. I heard you guys talk about Pallet Town and Primordial, new favorite smart sounding words to throw around. And it sounds really interesting, but how would someone get into something like that? Thanks for the help and good luck with this weekend's event. Well, Fish, this sounds like a great time for you to plug the Pallet Town server. <laughs> okay, so Pallet Town PvP is, uh, you have to be on Discord to to really get the most out of the community. Like it is on YouTube and Twitch and, and TikTok as well, but um, the, like a lot of the the stuff that you're talking about, Brendan, it happens on the Discord server. If you haven't used Discord before, it is a pretty big learning curve. Like, for example, when I first got on Discord many years ago, I had no idea what was happening, didn't care enough to <laughs> to find out what was happening, and just didn't use it again for months. And then a friend and a friend had to you know, speak to me and say, like, no, like, you'll find it really useful and, like, just talk me through a bunch of the stuff. Now it's practically all I use, and I love it, and I think it's so much better than any other uh, social media messaging platform. I would say if you've used something like Slack in the past, like, there are other apps that are similar. So if you're coming from a place like, I don't know, Discord – but maybe for work, we have a Slack chat or even like Microsoft Teams. Like if you can kind of manage that, mm -hmm. then I then Discord, it is a learning curve if you're not used to any of it. But if you're if you use something like some kind of server, like something that is chat based where there's multiple chats going on at once. Mm -hmm. um, like I believe how Microsoft, I don't use Microsoft Teams, but I believe it has a layout where there's like multiple little chats inside of one thing. I, it can be done. Like I don't want, I don't <laughs> want it to come off like it's this crazy intimidating thing. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people use something similar for work. I think for me, the biggest tip, and like the first thing to get a handle of if you are new to Discord, is to get a handle on the notifications because like most servers will have dozens of channels all with their own separate conversations happening. And it can be just so off-putting getting like all these, if you've got, you know, push notifications happening, then you can, if you're, if you don't know how to control it, then you might be getting push notifications for every little thing that's said in the discord. And for like, uh, if, it, if the server's got, you know, 900 people in it and that can be a way too many notifications for me i don't have any push notifications happening all of my notifications are in app 
which is, you know, the best thing for my sanity. <laughs> and um, in the Palatown server, because I'm like in charge, I've got most of the channels unmuted there. So like when someone says anything in there, I will, I will see it and I'll be, you know, I'll get a little unread notification next to that channel for pretty much all of my other servers i've got them either muted and i'll have to actually go to the server to see what's happening there or like there are a couple like in the gocast discord server i've got a few channels unmuted so i, I actually get a an in-app notification when someone says something in that channel for example but yeah that's that's my biggest tip is is work out how to control your notifications but once you're in Discord and once you kind of figure it out, maybe you've used Discord already and this was all irrelevant information, but maybe it helps someone else out there. <laughs> uh, we don't know your background, Brendan. So that's that's our little Discord tutorial things to watch out for. But once you join, if you go into the show notes, we always have that more fish or more DeFi. If you click on more fish, it takes you to the link tree for Pallet Town PVP. And the very first link is that Discord. So once you're in, you, all you got to do is say, hey, I'm looking for the Devon metas or I'm looking to join. Like if you just comment, like probably in the first channel you see, someone will help you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, people, people are very receive, helpful. People are very helpful. Generally, I would say overall in our community, people mm. are incredibly helpful and we just want people to participate and have fun. Yeah, totally. So that's all you need to do, really, I would say, is get connected with that Discord account. You can also, if you don't want to just go straight to that Discord, you can always reach out to one of us on social media, um, Twitter, if that's if that's your thing. Or maybe comment something on YouTube. Find a way to connect with one of us, and we will certainly be able to help you with that as well. But I think that Pallet Town PvP Discord server is probably a pretty good place to start. And the metas are fun. We were just talking about the Furret meta, where we get to play with the Furret, and it's one—it's the wonderful little Happy Noodle, and we love it. Uh, I really love the Battle Frontier Primordial meta that you mentioned. I think mm -hmm. it's fun. Shadows are banned. I don't like using shadows, so <laughs> I'm in a meta where there's no shadows ever, and I get to use a Charge Bug. I love Charge Bug. Just a quick note, though, on Battle Frontier. So, uh, yeah. Brendan, you wanted to know what primordial actually means. Um, primordial is the name. So say like in Go Battle League, they'll have a cup like Holiday Cup and it brings with it its own rules on what is eligible and not eligible in your Great League battles. Primordial is like that, where it's like, hey, this is, this is a group of Pokemon that are eligible to use in this cup in this competition and it's your job to pick the six best pokemon that you like the best unfortunately with battle frontier the there is an extra challenge to it and that is you've got to find or create a team to enter with because battle frontier is a team-based competition so there are places again on discord where you can be matched up with like you can connect with people that can help you join a team or start a team. Yep, but there's always opportunities, like, because you can't add new players during the active season, but mm -hmm. in the off season, people can add, people can find there. I'm yeah. in the Battle Frontier server, there's a whole channel for I'm looking for a team. Yeah. And exactly. people will snatch you up. 
Yeah, 100%. So that's how you get involved in the grassroots formats. Um, looking forward to seeing you around on Discord somewhere, uh, whether it be Palatown or another server. And with that, let us get into the achievements. Thank you, Brendan, for that email. There are some people to celebrate in the Palatown and GoCast servers. We have E110 and KitKat Deluxe have hit legend in the Palatown server. Well done to them. And the Scorpio Kid has hit rank 20 and had an ELO. I haven't gotten the update since then, but had an ELO that was enough to get to ace as well. So well done to Scorpio Kid. In the GoCast server, Nabil Psyduck hit legend. Well done to him. Shameless and Nabil and I actually ran into each other oh, um, like, during like our like legend climb. Oh, right. No, in, <laughs> in, in the legend climb. Like you can see it in the chat um, that Nabil Psyduck hit legend and i was like congratulations because they ran the matang yeah and we ran yeah. into each other <laughs> and i was he was one of the people i was kind of sad about it <laughs> <laughs> i get that being like, happy oh. and a little bit uh, <laughs> peeved at the same time yeah um he says when we paired up you stayed in with toga tick and i was like this must be a trap and it's like it's not a trap i have nothing <laughs> there is nothing i have that beats matang in any scenario so i was i was i was down bad <laughs> but congratulations defy do you have anything to plug no i am struggling because i want to get back to streaming however i think i'm probably just gonna put it off until march with the new the new season i have a lot of stuff i want to do i just have to get around to doing it that's where i'm at but i have to keep reminding myself it's not like i'm not making content i do this every week yeah it's just i'm not doing that other stuff like the streaming and the the video games and like we've talked about it before like this is like this is the number one for, for I think both of us like um, stream. I've, I've not streamed as much either because I've been, you know, get getting a little too kind of frustrated on stream. And like, I, uh, some people have assured me that uh, the molding content is, is fine or fun, but it's not, it's not the kind of content I want to put out. It's, I don't, I don't want to do streams where I'm just losing a bunch and getting really upset about it. So I haven't streamed a bunch lately. The, like the YouTube videos I could take or leave. Like it's this podcast for me that is like the thing that, uh, it's the, it's the highest priority. It's the thing I get the most fun out of. It's the thing that is the most helpful. It connects with the most people. Same. So I have to, I have to not get so down on myself when I take a couple months of, yeah, I'm not feeling up to streaming right now, Yeah, but I'll get back to it. I still totally. have all my stuff, and I have stuff I want to do. We'll get there. And with that, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address. In the show description, you can also click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And don't forget to have a listen to the other two shows in the podcast feed, the main GoCast podcast to get the news, tips, and community you need in the world of Pokemon Go, and the newest addition to the family, Starpiece, where Chris and Lachlan interviewed Ian Waterfall in their most recent episode. Really waiting for that next episode to drop. <laughs> with that, we will see you next week. And, and when we see you next week, it'll be with everyone. All show yes. episode coming up next week. It'll be me, Fish, Chris, Kyle, and Lachlan. 
be ready. Megapod. See y'all then. Bye. Megapod. Megapod.